Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. I'm Andrew Sabo. And today we are talking about episode 486, Plan B, part 3, Crossfire. Very cheery for a very sad and somber episode. <laughs> you know what, Andrew? You're entirely right. And it's I okay. I'm my okay. Tone. We'll keep the energy up. The episode starts with Mitch still being dead. Wow. 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 It hurts. Wow. No, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great episode. It's short. It's 18 minutes, uh, so this might be a, a shorter podcast. But it's 18 minutes of a lot of sad, so I'm really glad that we're starting off on this chipper note because yeah, it only get worse from here. Yep, I'm gonna be crying. Probably. All right, I'm gonna play the promo. Yeah. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, the bad guys are getting serious. Get the package. By whatever means necessary. Those are the men who were in the car chasing me. And the good guys are fighting back. Now I want to investigate this lead myself. What's going on around here, Whip? Security monitors locking your door? What's next, guard dogs? Find out who gets the upper hand on the next Adventures in Odyssey. The bad guys are getting serious. <laughs> the I know, like I know, the last that that clip about Tom is not this episode. Yeah, but he it sounds so just slightly Bart. Yeah, oh, at no, the yeah, beginning yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, his his inflection's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just like in that same way. There's that episode where Mitch sounds a bit Rodney. Yeah. This one sounds Tom sounds a little Bart. He's slipping. He's slipping. What's going on here, Wit? What's going on here? Yeah. Christmas? <laughs> Throwback. Um, something worth noting. We've critiqued these promos. This one actually uses the music that it's currently like going on in the episode. Yes. It's, which is very nice. It's still the same weird, jokey voice and a very oddly... I don't understand... It's such a serious episode and like two part episode that they're promoting to, to like hit it in that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. And actually, weirdly enough, this is just a single episode promo. The next episode has its own promo, but this episode takes audio from, from the, the next, next episode. What? Because nothing <laughs> happens in this episode, Andrew. Absolutely nothing Except happens. Except that stuff does. Yeah. Like,. There's a lot There's of characters. There's a gun in pulled in this episode, and the yeah. promo's just like, what's going on here, yeah, wait? Like, <laughs> guard dog, what's going on here? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's... There's... I don't know. This is an odd one. I think... I just feel like if I was listening to this on the radio live, I would feel so confused. Because it's really short. Like, without the outro, it's probably... 17-ish minutes. Yep. Compared to the normal, like, 21, 22. Yeah. And it's like, that's a full five minutes oh, yeah. shorter. So, like, yeah. is this, like, a... Was this meant to air as, like, a two-parter on, like, a Saturday morning or something like that? Where it's, like... As far as I... I mean, it's it's airing date is separate from all the other airing dates. So, so that, I mean, that would make sense. It aired on its own week. But can you imagine, though, just being like, that's over? Yeah, I mean, there's just, just a lot of commercials. What? There must have something really important going on. Well, they something. also, they, they, they a like lot of times, week. a lot of times pad out on the broadcast versions. They'll pad out episodes with, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. So they'll yeah. be like, here's a, an, 
an alternative take on an episode that came out 20 years ago yeah, and then they like, play it's like it's yeah i've heard it's that, like yeah. yeah it's weird what an odd episode to do that for this yeah. is like one of the saddest episodes that i can think of which yeah just get aside from the cancer episode oh my gosh we won't yeah. become well maybe later who knows who knows what we're doing we don't know we don't know we know we're doing novacom do you have a bucket on your head <laughs> <laughs> why is that what you just said i, I don't know <laughs> all right just, just pulling pulling things out of the old hat all right so we open up connie is reading the document that aram sent over at mm-hmm. the end of the last episode yeah about the conversion of brainwaves to radio waves right mm-hmm. yeah it's well it's about the it's about like Andromeda scrambling now yeah. that Eugene is gone. Yeah. It's it's a memo, whatever. Yeah. Um Wit walks into the office noticeably distraught. Yeah. And tries to talk to Ta- Connie, but she continues to go on about like, hey, like maybe aram's actually good like maybe aram's actually a good guy right like and she starts listing off all the stuff he did and was like none of this was actually a bad thing as wits like connie 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 oh my gosh i can't even yeah mitch mitch is dead yeah that's a, like we. Yeah. That's, that's one of those sound clips that, that when i think about the series i think about that like it's just yeah Oh, God, it hurts. Yeah. And then it's punctuated by the FBI kicking yeah. down the door. Which, and, and it's so abrupt. And, like, and the sound is, like, this is when the sound engineering comes in really well, where it's, like, the soundtrack is fantastic. It's, like, yep. it cuts to that kind of spy music. It's, like, and like, kind of like, we're going to need the CPU and all those components and all this stuff. And then, yeah, what's, like, Agent Portland, what the heck, what's going on? He's, like, sorry, Mr. Whitaker, I've got a warrant for your computer. Which, What? how <laughs> time wise how does that happen it literally makes no sense because you know lay the timeline out for you listeners wit goes to wait what was the time is it uh 6 30 right? yeah. so connie gets emailed yeah. 5 45 yes from aram yeah. aram sends the uh sends this document over and then Mitch, as Aram says, good girl, Connie. Yeah. His door is bursted into. He's killed. Yeah. At some point, the FBI get there, probably local police. Then at 6.30, Wit shows up. Yep. Wit then talks with Borland, mm-hmm. leaves there, comes straight to Wit's end, walks in on Connie, who is just now, like, reading, reading the, document the document Aram sent an hour ago at this point yeah then as wit <laughs> finishes his sentence borland kicks down the door and says i have a warrant he must be lying <laughs> like it's gotta be a bluff because he didn't even know that about like he didn't he, know okay they... so like he when wit was when wit showed up he was like why are you here and Wit was like i was gonna meet mitch and he's like oh you know, or you, I was going to meet Aram, and he's like, oh, Aram was Aram's Mitch. But Borland does, doesn't know right, that But Borland is... doesn't even know about the document that was sent to Wit's end. Yeah. So Wit has to leave. 
Borland continues to investigate. Yeah. He finds fi- like out. looks at the computer, finds out, which also, why didn't the people breaking in and killing Mitch take his computer? Don't know. Anyways. Or even break it. Just get, get rid of it so that nobody can have it. Right. Eugene stole his own hard drive. But, yeah. You know. So so he finds out, Borland finds out that Mitch is, or that Mitch had contacted Witsend. Mm-hmm. He then goes gets a warrant from a judge at night well at you know seven at this point i don't know then gets over to wit's end just in time for wit to tell cotty that mitch is dead and then he bursts in is like i've got a warrant i've got a warrant (laughs) the timeline doesn't make sense he's got people that do things for him it's fine and, and he's, he's also, also lying, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the representation of the FBI in this show is very odd. It is weird. We'll get into it later, I probably, maybe right now. I don't know. Uh, is very loosey-goosey with what information he gives people. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what? Yeah. How can you do this? Yep. You're the... The Federal Bureau of Investigation and some random ice cream shop owner that probably has universal significance. I mean, I'm guessing Borland knows that, you know, Wit is God and can do anything he wants, including invent virtual reality. Yeah, well, I mean, Wit is... Is he... What would, he was an agent for NSA? What is his... No, no, that's Jason. Jason's NSA? What was Wit? Did... Wit didn't do Wit. Did Wit not do actual spy stuff? No, Wit did. He did applesauce, which he made for the government. Oh, okay. That program. Yeah. Um, and then so like he he's worked with the government right. Okay, but he's never past. actually been an agent himself. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was too busy having an encyclopedia company. <laughs> And also being a teacher, right? Wasn't he a teacher? I think he was a teacher. Oh, I forgot he owned an encyclopedia company. Yeah, again, what an odd thing just to throw onto his character. It's not like he didn't have enough going on. And it's something that's like, so they throw that onto his character and then keep running with it. I understand if it's a plot like we need to patch a hole in the plot and like, oh, this is a convenient device. This is just a thing about him. Yeah. His side hobby is owning a book company. Yeah, but, like, I'm glad they don't, like, they didn't just forget about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I like that there's continuity there. But, yeah, he's actually the chairman of the board, but whatever. Um, No, but didn't he start it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he stepped down. Well, he's the chairman of the board. Yeah. Is that even a position? It's, It's a different way of saying CEO. Oh, okay. Um, um, that makes sense. Um, because it's a nonprofit, so they don't really have a CEO. Yeah. So it's Borland, mm-hmm. Lawrence. Uh oh. Okay. So as as then they're leaving. So so Borland 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 bursts in, tells Wit and Connie like they're confiscating the stuff and like, hey, can I speak with you? Mm-hmm. And what's like. You should have just asked and not burst in here with a warrant, but yeah. whatever. So they go. As they're leaving, the phone in Wit's office rings. Mm-hmm. And then we beautifully transition to, we hear a ringing on Jack's phone. Okay. He is calling Wit, and it's Wit's phone ringing 
on his end. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Transition. Like, it's not that Jack mm-hmm. needs to pick up his phone, but you, you can hear him calling, and it's he's calling Wit. Yeah. But it's a... The fact that I can pick out the fact that Jack's cell is not the one ringing, but it's actually, like, him hearing Wit's phone ring mm-hmm. is incredible on a sound engineering level oh no it's fantastic like, they do it and, and it all has to do with the ambient noise in the background yeah. changing and like yeah, the different it's tones such a good transition yeah and this i don't know like i'm obviously i notice it a lot more in this series now that we're re-listening to it critically but like i don't i never i definitely never picked up on it but i can't think of like other instances in the show outside of Nomacom where they have such good transitions like this. I'm sure they do. Yeah. I'm sure they do. But it's just just because I haven't listened through it. Yeah, it's something that you tend to take for granted. Yeah, yeah. And you just you if you don't think about it, you just kind of absorb it, you know? Yep. And you don't you don't uh don't consciously acknowledge it. Um so then we're so then we're in the airport, right? Uh yeah. So Jack pays uh Cab driver Jimmy mm-hmm. Barkley. Yeah. Um, Cameo for Jimmy Barkley. Uh, pays him, and he's like, oh, that's a lot of money, or whatever. Yeah. Keep the change. Whoa, that's, that's a lot, lot of money. money. Yeah, but I mean, he earned it. You must be, uh, what saying, like, you must be, uh, you must be in a good mood. And he's like, I'm happy to be alive. Yeah. And so then Jack gets out, meets up with Joanne. You sound like you were in a tumble dryer. Yep. That's a terrible impression, but you know. They open up Dent's package and there's a disc inside. Yeah, and then um and they're like, So what like we don't even know what this is and then um Joanne's like, Well why don't you just go ask Mr. Dent? He's over there. Right. And so then they see Mr. Charles, Mr. Dent and the driver, driver presumably yeah. over there. And like, Oh no. Yeah. And this is where Joanne is like is is and Dent's like, no, those are the guys who chase us. And she's like, man, Dent doesn't look very well. He looks like someone who's been through electroshock therapy. Again, how does she know that? What? <laughs> I don't know. That's just, you know. What kind of you, you look at an someone and you're, like, and you're like, oh, yeah, they were definitely electroshocked. Yeah, you've, you've been tortured via, you know, electrical <laughs> stimulation. Right. Wonderful. Yeah. You know. I'm as, glad we picked up on as, this. As one does. Yeah. And then, um, and then... They're getting on their seven o'clock flight. Mm-hmm. They decide to mail the disc, yeah, um, to avoid you know getting stopped, right? Getting stopped by Which is security. Genuinely smart, very very good idea. Um, also, uh, especially because anybody that was like no one would have known them by name, really. Right. Like they really don't. They're a pretty third party in the situation yeah. where it's like that's. It'd be a lot more dangerous if it was, like, whip mailing it. Right. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, not to get hung up on timeline stuff again, but they had their meeting at 530. Yeah. Dent mm-hmm. and Jack. Mm-hmm. He went straight from that meeting to the airport. Yes. For a 7 o'clock flight. Yes. During that same time, Dent, the henchman, and Charles followed them. Then they drove off tortured dent to the point of visible of it being visibly noticeable and then made it to the airport presumably before jack and joanne because jack and joanne are walking in and see them yeah yeah they're very efficient yeah they're very efficient or maybe 
Maybe the electro shock thing is a, is a portable situation. <laughs> you just had it in the back seat. It could be like a headset. You, you know, put you on, strap you down situation. I could, I could see that happening. You know, for when you want to torture people, but you live a busy life. <laughs> Are you tired of not having the time to torture people? <laughs> you ever wish Your you could torture people shock. and one stop shock? <laughs> All right, Andrew, we know what your career is going to be in. <laughs> Commercials for torture devices. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to do great things in the industry. Oh, my word. <laughs> I, I totally understand if you don't leave that in, but I think you should. Oh, no, I, I, I think it's got a pretty good chance. Um, okay, so then we jump back at this point. Mm-hmm. to borland he's interviewing wit and connie yeah he is all over the place mm-hmm. during this interview slash yeah. interrogation slash just weird like, <laughs> he is just he's like was this before or after you knew that and Mitch was Aram? And Kai's like, Mitch, Mitch is Aram? Like, what? Like, what is this? And it's like... <sighs> but the voice acting is so good because, like, you get such a really, like, almost, like, reckless abandoned sense from Agent Borland's, like, vocal tone. And then yeah. you get Connie just kind of getting tossed around with everything and Witch just being like... What are you doing? Your boyfriend just died. Yeah. Yeah. Connie is like, she's so broken up, but you can see that like, she's still processing it and Mm -hmm. like the gravity of it hasn't completely hit her. Yeah. And she's also like trying to be, well, and and trying to be cooperative with the FBI. Yeah. Who, you know, you don't just like casually deal with. Which, and somehow, so did they take them to a place for interrogation, or are they still at Wit's End? No, they're definitely not at Wit's End at this point. I was hoping that they were, or that was in my in my head that they were. No, I, I don't think so. I, I think they went back to either, like, either that or, like, an FBI van or something weird. Yeah. But, with a nice so, yeah. stainless steel table that they yep. can sit across from That's them. That's what I'm thinking. That's what's in my mind. That's exactly what's in my mind, which why i don't know but it is yeah then um borland shows them a picture of charles yep and what's like oh yeah that's the guy who tried to plant yeah uh he or i he planted a camera in my office in connellsville Mm -hmm. um borland's like officially he's the head of security for a company called andromeda unofficially he's known as the enforcer he does their dirty work which is flashes out his character a little bit better which is important we needed that yeah it still doesn't fully explain why it seemed like he got dense job for a little bit. Yeah. But it does explain why, kind of why he was there planning the camera. Mm-hmm. Although, like, he has henchmen. Yeah. Well, so I imagine that Dent is on the the business side of everything. Like, the, yeah. I would say the corporate side. And then Charles is like... The mob side. Yeah, yeah. He's like the one that, I mean, he, he does the dirty work. Right. He gets the stuff done. He gets the henchmen. Yeah. You know? It's it's still just really weird to me for as professional as everyone, especially with like Monica Stone yeah. and everything in this episode. Like she pretended to be a internet. She took down their internet. 
pretended yeah. to be someone there to repair it, went up into the office, like got up into its office, planted this modem, turned it back on, all of that stuff. And then when they needed a, a camera in Connellsville, Charles went to the building and paid a kid to sneak into the office and place a dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. They seem at, at the odds. Like at the building too. Like yeah, like Charles shows up on site and yeah. pays Tony to do it. And then later this episode, Monica pulls a gun. Like this yeah, seems like, very wow. <laughs> What is your value, Charles, other than having an incredibly good voice? We yeah. don't know. He does have a good voice. He is um, quintessential. And honestly, I think he's like I, I think he serves exactly the purpose that Odyssey needed him to, which is just being the figurehead. He doesn't yeah. actually really do anything really that well or impressive, but he's got the voice and he's got the the mantra and the whatever. Like he can, yeah, you know, no, he's, he can be the the uh, the bad guy, like the the big bad guy, yeah, the boss as it were. No, no, it's it's good. Um, and then pictures of Monica Stone, right? Um, expert in high tech espionage, works for the highest bidder. Yep. Um, and they're like, "Oh, that's the lady who put the modem in our office." Da 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 da. da. And then Borland's like, "Yeah, we're pretty sure that like Stone, Charles, and Mitch are working together." And then they're like, "What?" Yeah, I kind of like that doesn't make sense. No, and I'm also Mitch like, is a good guy. that doesn't make sense because. Why would Mitch be trying to oust his own people? Yep. And also, why would they kill Mitch? Right, right, right. That's that's the weirdest part of this theory, is it's like, no, no, Mitch, like, even though he was working for Novacom, he had to actively be working against these people because he's dead now. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... You're... If... Even if Mitch like, so was if, playing if both Nova- sides of the coin, why right. would they kill him? <laughs> like, if Novacom or Andromeda are the bad guys and the FBI are the good guys, if Mitch is working for the bad guys and the FBI finds him dead, who killed him? Like, good guys don't, aren't going to be the ones killed. Like, it, doesn't, it yeah. doesn't add up. It's such a, like... And it doesn't seem like... Like, Charles is definitely... Or not Charles... Borland is definitely interested. Well, and when in... Mitch meets Charles, he doesn't know him at first. Yeah, well, we know that. Yeah. Borland I mean, doesn't know that. But yeah, yeah. but, but, but like... yes. Yes, we know, we also know it makes no sense that those three were working together. Yeah. And Borland seems to know it too. Yeah. Like, there's no, it, it catches Connie and Wit off, like... Yeah, it, it really throws them off, and it throws us off, too, as listeners, because, like, it hasn't... Borland's clearly interested in Mitch because of him being Aram. Yeah. And that's something that he's investigating, but he doesn't seem to think that he's a villain? I don't know. There's just there's no part of the conversation that seems like this is where he's headed, so it comes as such a left hook when he's like... Yeah, they're all working together. You're like, what? Yep. Um, where are you getting that from? Right, right. You're, you just, just because they're seem... all loosely tied to whatever, like, yeah. It would make sense that Mitch would be, you know, if Mitch's arm, he'd be some sort of double agent situation. But why would he be actively working with 
Like, he would be working under Charles because right. he works for Novacom, but right. he wouldn't be working with Charles. Right. Yeah. He'd be yeah, just as with them as any of the other, like, you know, secretaries or whatever. Like, Yeah. No, it, it seems like a weird, a weird jump. But, oh, the other thing is, just to hit on it here, is Monica Stone is also the woman who was in Mitch's briefcase. Yeah. With which, also, Borland's like, Mitchell had a picture of her in his briefcase? And then is like... Oh, yeah, we know that Mitch Stone and Charles are working together. And it's like, you were surprised they had a picture of her, but you also already had the theory that they were all working Why together. Why would you have a picture of somebody that you're working for? Also that. <laughs> yep. Okay. This is a very odd relationship with the two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Whitaker, I think you have more hobbies than just ice cream. <laughs> All right, and then we go to, um, then we go to, uh, ba -da -ba -da. oh, they're, um, Connie and Wit in the car. So, so interspersed through all of this is us cutting back to Jack and Joanne at the airport mm -hmm. with seeing Dent and the shop comment, like all that stuff. We just hit that early because... Yeah. It's weird. It's like a weird to keep jumping back and forth. Yeah. Because this episode cuts a like ton. crazy for like two line scenes and then cuts yeah. back. Yeah, it cuts back and forth. And it doesn't seem necessary in that like there aren't a ton of timestamps in this one. So it's not like there's immediate necessity to keep up with like a continuity of chronological events. Yeah. Um, but also like. Just, right, Jack and Joanne's story isn't super substantial. Like it could have been intentional to add to the drama, maybe. I I think the main problem is that the like the B plot for this episode is not super strong. What is the B plot? So if the A plot is Connie and Wit, yeah. The B plot is Jack and Joanne. Is Jack and Joanne, and there's just there's not a lot happening there. Yeah. So when they cut between A and B like they normally do, they cut to very short clips of Jack and Joanne because there's really nothing going on. Yeah. Um. But but they they always use that thing of like. Very rarely in Odyssey do we cut from a scene with a set of characters to another scene with that same set of characters. Yeah, it does. That doesn't up. really yeah. happen. We cut from a scene with some characters to a scene with other characters. Mm -hmm. The notable exception in this series being a strange boy in a strange land. Yeah, where it's where all Where we're constantly cutting to them. And that was a weird episode to talk about because of that. Because the timeline stuff is hard to follow. It is. And also, Secrets was kind of like that too. Secrets only had a couple main characters, right? Yeah. Yeah, but Secrets still had two plots they were cutting between. True, true. So, so yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Connie and Wit are in the car just talking, talking. things over. Yeah. It's like, you know, take take a while off. And Connie's like, yeah, maybe I will. We'll see. Um, and Wit's, yeah, just being. Because, like, like, the funeral's on Monday. And then Connie's like, me and Mitch are supposed to go to the zoo on Monday. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah. It's. <laughs> oh, no. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> They're cutting. They're cutting. Cut, um, cutting deep. Yeah, cutting deep. 
And, uh, yeah. And Connie says she's going to go inside and take a bath and cry. Yeah. And then like, Wit's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah. we'll be okay. Yeah. Um, and, and Wit also during this is, is like, you know, he makes, uh, he makes, um, a comment about like, you know, we need, like, we all need to be praying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, or, if you, you know, if you want to, if, uh, if you need somebody to talk to or to pray or something like yeah. that, like, you know, I'm there. And it's like, yeah, very sweet. This is yeah. very endearing of wit. And like the music's really good. It's, it's yeah. switched from the spy music to this like very somber kind of like droning, I don't know, was it brass? Like, I don't know, whatever yeah, it is. It's, yeah. It's but it's an incredibly, like, emotional, melancholy situation. But, yeah. And then Connie goes to go inside and shut. you hear the door shut, right? Yeah. And then she opens up the door and the music escalates. She's like, I'm not okay! I'm not okay! And she's and just crying. And, and, Con- and it's just like, so oh, bad. Connie. And yeah. they're... Yeah, you can see her just like coming back into the car and just like crying on his shoulder, and it's yeah. just like it cuts deep. And yeah, I, yeah, I love that. Well, and thinking about the logistics so much, of so. it, you have a situation where so Connie's probably in the passenger seat, Wit's driving, right? Wit or Connie goes around the front of the car, has time to think about it, is passing Wit, and like opens up the door and is like, not okay. And then you just she throws herself into Wit's arms, like. It just, it hurts so bad. And the voice acting is so good, and the music is so good, and Wit is just, like, he's so clearly empathetic in the situation and not condescending and not suppressing of these feelings. He's just like, you do you. Like, this is okay. Like, I'm here for you. Yeah. it's like, oh, gosh. Yeah, it is. So sweet. It is such a a good scene. Yeah. It hurts. (laughs) It hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is when then we cut back and they make the shock therapy comment. Yep. It, Jack makes the the dramatic dramatically ironic line of, uh, "I'm sure it'll be much quieter in Odyssey." Yeah. Let's get home. But but it's then. Like, oh no. Nope. Not the case. Uh, but yeah. Then we then we have. Um, Connie coming into work. Yeah. All like, um, and what's like, you know, you didn't have to come in. And she was like, yeah, but I just like, I needed to do something. And yeah. I, I can really like relate with that. Like that's, yeah. that's such a, well, and grief is such a thing where it's like, you do kind of, it's kind of fighting back and forth with just like allowing it to take you over enough to go through it, but also, not allowing it to crush you you know what i yeah. mean like allowing yourself to be sad but like also being like okay i should do other things than just sit around you know like um and so like, i get that i went through like six boxes of tissues last night yeah it's like i'll go refill the napkin dispensers for a while yeah i'm probably gonna need to refill them again by the end of the day like, right like oh yeah no. yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's so good and then um, they're reading the newspaper, the obituary, kind of is like correcting it. Yeah, um, like you know, he, he used a bad picture, and then yeah. something about the families, and yeah, like you know, they got his siblings wrong. Yep, and uh, yeah, which just really quick turnaround on that obituary. Yeah, I know, like you put those out like within the week, but the dude was killed 
yesterday, and there is an ongoing FBI investigation. And there's an obituary the next day. Yeah. You yeah. think went, went, like called up Dale Jacobs and was like, hey, yo, Mitch died. He's like, who's Mitch? He's dead, right? An obituary. Right. Yeah, yeah. Who did they, like, because they had to contact someone close to Mitch to write the obituary, yeah. but it wasn't Connie. Yeah. And it all of Mitch's family is out of town. So, how? What? Was it just, like, someone from his church, maybe? Probably. But, like, yeah, it still seems crazy that they did it's it. It's a small town. It could have been one of those things where, like, the reporter went to church with him and knew a little bit about him. Or yeah. knew somebody that knew him, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, oh, wow. Yeah. You didn't waste any time with that. Yeah. And then kind of kind of asks if there's any more news, and and Wit's like, well, Jack and Joanne got back, and uh, Eugene and Katrina got married. Yeah, and I was like, How? I thought she already knew that. Right. It seems weird that that this, but I guess she wasn't officially confirmed till now. I don't know. She's so she's broken up about that too. Yeah. Um, decides she's gonna return her crockpot. Yep. Um, which I guess she bought a wedding gift crazy in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Yeah, I'm, that's, that's that's my guess. guess. It's, it's it's a crockpot. Yeah, I mean, or it's for Connie's catering or whatever. Her well, and that was my thought. Was like, oh, I thought you know, weddings by Constance. Like she wants to do their wedding. Is this dreams by Constance? Oh, dreams by Constance. Dreams by Constance. Very nice. Um, and so folks like, on the family, feel free to use that clip. Yeah, please <laughs> throw that in your new album, please. That being said, uh, focus on the family. Since you're listening, uh. Let us guest on an episode. Sure. <laughs> Hi, Paul McCusker. Let's have coffee sometime. <laughs> I need you to explain some things. I'll do some work. We can exchange goods and services. Yeah. You, you come on our show, we'll come on yours. <laughs> That's uh, definitely an even trade, I right? I think so. I think so. All right. Um. <laughs> All right. Um. So we go now... Um. Wit's like, oh, let's go check the computer, see if there's any, um, mm. any, an email from Eugene. And Connie's like, it's not beeping. And that was my first thing too. I was like, oh, it's not beeping. And, and Wit says then that the, um, that, oh, Wit might, or Eugene might not have considered this one urgent. Yeah. Which means that there Eugene was the one in the last episode who was deciding whether it's not urgent. Wit yeah. didn't build an AI, although yeah. I'm sure he has. Yeah, of course. But, New episodes coming out right now. Yeah, I bet you he has. <laughs> um, and then, um, and then we go we go upstairs, and it's like <gasps> the lock has been jimmied. Yeah, the lock. It's been jimmied. It's been what? jimmied. Jimmy Barkley. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Barkley, <laughs> the the taxi driver. Pokeberry <laughs> <laughs> phone. Discount Nick. <laughs> so they go into the office and it's ransacked. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And then, and then Jack shows up. Yeah, basically the uh, the office has been ransacked. Um, doesn't he? He still has his computer, right? Yeah, I don't think anything was taken. It was just ransacked. Yeah. So you know, yeah. maybe someone placed a dictionary with a camera. Maybe could be anything. <laughs> or a phone service person could have come in. Yeah, we don't know. It, it's funny because so the wiki says later that morning, which. I feel like these are fairly back-to-back events in, like, in my yeah. head for them to just take, like, an undisclosed, like, three-hour time jump, but whatever. And also after 
Well, it yeah. might be between Connie saying, like, I'm just going to refill that napkin dispenser, and then her talking to um, her talking to Wit about the obituary. Yeah. That might be the time jump. Yeah. But, yeah. It could be. Um, Jack shows up. Yeah, so Jack, uh, Jack shows up. Um, they have to go get the package that they sent from the post office. So Wit and Jack go or from the airport. Or from the airport. They have sorry. to go to the post office to get what was sent from the airport. Yes. Um, and then we hear their conversation, and then we cut to Charles and Monica mm-hmm. listening in on their conversation. conversation. The implication being their office was ransacked because they were planting a bug. Yeah. And if they had to break into the door, then to not take anything would have been suspicious. So they yeah. just kind of made a mess. Yeah. And yeah. Cover their tracks. Yep. Um, and so, cause you know, then, yeah. hiring a kid to put a, a, a camera in and having, you know, her fate to be, uh, to be, uh, um, uh, internet person and come and put a modem in both of those backfired. So let's, let's, just, let's, let's just, just throw stuff around, ransack the place. And like, I, I want to know like how they got into wits and how they got up there. Who did it? Yeah. Cause like, as we find like. They have seen pictures of both Monica and Charles at this point, so this has to be... Maybe it was the driver? I, I guess. don't know. Even then, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Um, um, so then we have them going to the post office, right? So they go to the post office. They Do they see the car when they're on their way in? Yeah, right? on their way in, they see Monica. Yeah, they see Monica in her blue car. And yep. um, and like oh shoot like that's the one that's from you know the picture in Mitch's briefcase. They go in, they get the package, they talk to Wooten. Wooten talks to them about his exotic stamp collection. Yep, which is fantastic. Yeah, he's he's filling in at the post office. You know, just because we like Wooten. Yeah, and it's, it's so well. It's a, it's such a like I don't know. It's a great use of him. Yeah, it's a really nice punctuation like breaking the tension just because he's really great. And it's also it contrasts it really well because it, you. You do get this, like, oh, there are a lot of people that don't know about this in the town, and it contrasts well. It, like, it almost yeah. makes it seem more serious because there is this unspoken thing that's going on with Wit and Jack that, yeah. that Wooten doesn't know about. Yeah, because at this point in the show, we're, all of our episodes are Novacom, yeah. it's good to, within those Novacom episodes, get out of it. Right, get a little bit of, like, levity from a character who's not all wrapped up in the intrigue. Yeah, and and most of their characters are at this point. Yeah. Uh, most, most of the main characters, characters yeah. except for maybe Bernard, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Are they going to be lost in this labyrinth of lies? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Green oh, rank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that. Um, and so, so, so they, they talk about them, so... Wit wants to use the rear exit to go out, and then he sees somebody in a black car. Assumedly Charles. Assumedly Charles and the driver. So they go, and he's like, I've got a plan. And then they go out, and they cut to them basically walking out to their car. They get out in the car. Monica's on the phone with Charles, and he's like, okay, so they're going out to the, you know, they're going out to the car. Like, what do I do? Like, he's like, get the package. And he's like, what? And she's like, run your car into them and so she actually does she runs her car into into their uh into their car she gets out and is all frazzled no she is she immediately puts on the act of being frazzled before she exits her car and walks over to them the second it impacts she's like oh i'm so sorry i'm like 
there's no one there. Yeah. Why are you doing that? But then she gets out and she's like, oh, oh, oh I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, I'm, 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 yeah. She puts on like car. a weird accent. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's bizarre. Um, and then she's like, I, she reaches into her purse. Gets an insurance for card. Insurance card, which is a gun. Yeah. Which then tells Jack is a gun. Because Jack can't see it or, you know, exposition. Wit, Wit and Jack are both outside of the car. Yeah. And Monica pulls a gun on them and uh, and Jack keeps it, talking. And Jack like, says, Wit's what's happening. And he's like, Jack, she has a gun. Uh, yeah, and Monica's like, get back in the car, With give me that package. the sound of a gun couldn't they didn't need to expose it i don't think yeah i mean it's a show for kids but i knew it was a gun as soon as she started fumbling in her purse but yeah, fair enough and also it's like you could have done it in a different way very yeah. much easier and, and uh, yeah and so so they give him the package yep and give her the package she's like oh, you're gonna give me the package and she's like thank you and then she leaves yep and then the episode's over yep that's literally it cuts it. off yep very abrupt. So, so yeah. I don't really have final thoughts I don't, this because it, don't it is so abrupt. It's just, like, this one's the first half of this episode. Okay, the Connie Witt stuff, the emotional stuff is great. It's fantastic. Everything else is just, we need to push the plot forward. Yeah. And so, I'm pretty fine with that. The episode's an enjoyable listen. Yeah. So, uh, and, it, I mean, it goes well. So, so much happened in the episode previous. It does kind of... Yeah slow things down a little bit yep. even though it doesn't really it's just like there are less of overall events yeah there's you know wit and connie's conversation there's you know wit connie and borland's conversation and then them going to the post office and then just little yeah. interjections here and there yeah but uh yeah it was good good up good episode overall looking forward to getting into the next one yeah uh yeah so i don't have anything to promote this week do you um no, that that's all. I I I I got nothing this week. Okay. So uh so that's that's all we've got for uh this week. We will be back next week with Plan B Part 4 Resistance. Resistance. Bye. Bye. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Cooperative. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadfamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadfamChalkPod at gmail.com. Episode 15, Plan B Part 3, Crossfire, was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us next time for more of the Wadfam Chalk Pod. <laughs>